all. He's no one hit wonder. Yes, hallelujah. 2.18 in your hymnals, I believe.
Because the Lord said, the Lord said that if we're walking with him and we're obeying him, what's he going to do? He's going to protect us. Amen. What in the world do I have to worry about? Amen. No matter what happens in this world, I just thank the Lord that his hand of protection is on his people. And I, that is such a, oh man, that is such a blessing. When you... Man, when you think about, wow, when you're walking with the Lord, you have so much peace. It's, it's wow, the peace that passes all understanding. Amen. And, uh, you know, it was something when uh, this uh, this morning in uh, our Sunday school class, you know, and, and what we were talking about and everything, and I got thinking about that with, uh, uh, when he was talking to the younger, the younger saints, the younger people. And it's like, man, I could stay up here for two hours and just hammer all of you. Now, I'm, I'm just saying that as an old guy. I'm just saying that as an old guy, right? But it had to be done to me. So it's no different. I mean, it's like when I think of when I was first, when I was new in the Lord and I was learning and everything, it was like, man, I remember... How many times we went over to Brother Welch and he says, I can't believe you're still sitting here. What I meant, he was just hammering on us so hard because we kept messing up and we wouldn't listen. Yes. And he would just get so frustrated, you know. And so but now we look back at that and it's like, wow, we had to grow through all of that. Just like everyone else. Yeah. And it's like... Um, that was that was encouraging this morning. That word that we got this morning, that was encouragement. And it's like there's peace in walking with the Lord and obeying Him. And I'm uh, 
man, I'm blessed. And I know a bunch of you are too. I can tell, man, that singing was like awesome. Man. That's yeah. why I like sitting up in the, you know, this, that, this is the, these are the best seats in the house. Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah. They ought to be the first seats filled when we come in here. I mean yeah. that. Yeah. I mean that. That's why I like to sit right in the front. No distractions. Yeah. Right there. Right there. Amen. Who's got a, a word of praise for the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Sister Dean. <laughs> Say this happened 
53 billion years ago. How would you come up with a number like that? It makes you sound smart, you know. I'll stick with the Bible. <laughs> Who's got another one? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Not my testimony, but just on that note, one of these, one, one time I was sitting there and I was really thinking about it, and it just like was bugging me. Okay, we know there's dinosaurs because I found dinosaur bones. We know there was no, you know, really ice age or anything like that that happened. So I looked at my dad and I was like, Dad, how did the dinosaurs die? He just kind of gave me this look like, really? He was like, the flood? I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, felt, I felt this small. Anyway. I just want to stand up and give, give God the glory for our uh, lunch sale we had. Amen. Um, I just wanted to kind of go into detail what happened with the the amount there. So we sold 113 plates, and I know we did because we counted the leftover tortillas. I bought 120 tortillas. There was seven less. So we're like, okay, there should be 791. I had taken $90 and change down. We took that out, put it aside. And we counted the money. We knew we had gotten a few donations, but it wasn't nothing huge. It was like $2, $3, $6, you know. And we counted it all up. Steph looked at me. She was like, $900? That's not right. I'm like, no. Count it again. So we counted again. And she was just looking at me, and she was like, are you sure there wasn't money in the money bags when you brought them? I was like, no. I brought empty money bags. There was nothing. She was just staring at me. She counted it again, came up right at the same number, so she, she let it go like that. Where did we go? We went into town or something. Yeah, you had to take that. Tell you to take that. Yeah, we came out later, and she was like, she was looking at me, are you sure there wasn't money in the money bag? <laughs> I was like, well, go get it. You can count it again. And she counted it again. She was like, it's still the same. So I just want to thank the Lord because I was praying for an increase. I was praying for a good sale, and I know that was him. And then later on that night, we had gotten a text that two other people had donated. And that's how we got the $1,032. So I just want to thank God for his favor, for always providing, and for always. And you know what? And I told Rich this. I said, you know what? I'm not even worried. Every time I've prayed when it comes to these lunch sales, God has always answered or went beyond what I asked for. So I just want to thank him for being a faithful God. Um, I just want to thank the Lord for his goodness and his mercy and all that he does for us, even the little things. You know, I've been praying, too, about um, revival services, and I know that God has some good things in store for us. Uh, I know that we're going to witness some things that are going to be mind-blowing because there's been a lot of fasting, a lot of praying going on, and when we come together and and we're all in one mind and one accord, God's going to do something and he's going to show us that he's real. And I'm just looking forward to that. I'm so excited. On my own personal part, I was worrying about, because you know that Pastor and I live by faith. He doesn't have a job. I don't have a job. We get a monthly income. So... Our income's gone. I mean, <laughs> it goes once the bills are paid. But 
I was wondering how am I gonna feed this family when they come to stay with us, brother and sister Wethy, and their three kids. And so I started praying about it, and the Lord is good. He he pulled through. Um, Amen. I got a donation of 150 to our household for food, and then on top of that, the tribe donated some buffalo meat for our. We're going to have a dinner Saturday that involves the whole church, and they gave us a lot of meat to feed everybody. Amen. And um, <clears throat> another girl donated to the dinner. Um, all the all that we needed for the fixings she donated I don't know exactly how much but she's donated like a hundred and some dollars for that and then another one you know, another program I think donated the paperware so we're all set God has set us up and we're ready to go we're ready to have our visitors I'm so excited <laughs> I can't hardly wait I just want to see God move, and I want to see the people feel him. You know, it's it's one thing talking about it, but he's real. And when he gets in your bones and in your the living tissue in your in your physical body, you go all weak, and he is so wonderful. Just feeling his love, like the way you feel it when he... I can't even talk right right now because <laughs> I'm feeling God and I think thank Jesus for the Holy Ghost and I'm just happy for our that we have visitors I hope God continues to bring more visitors and I hope he does something in your life because he is real just believe it and he's gonna touch your hearts I just love him and appreciate each and every one of the Saints that come faithfully I just love you all for that, and, and I just want to give God the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, now since she brought it up, that was just confirmation. And I, I was going to say something, but I said, no, I'm not going to say it. And then she brought it up, so I'm going to say something about it. As an elder, as an old guy who's been <laughs> saved for years, you know, she was saying that, you know, they don't have an income. And I, I thought about that, and I said, the Lord always takes care of his people. Amen. Always. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's done it with Dean and I. It's like, our finances absolutely makes no sense. Everything is taken care of, but it just seems like there's more goes out than comes in, but everything's always taken care of. But the thing that I want to say is that um, people get blessed when they give. And I, I just want to say this. If you really want to be blessed, and it says right in God's word, don't take my word for it. When he says, prove me now, yeah. right? Yeah. If you pay your tithes and offerings, yes, sir. It, tithe is where it starts, okay? Amen. So don't anyone think that if you give 10%, I did my part. No, you didn't. <laughs> That's where it starts. Amen. But it says in there that when you do that, it says, prove me that I, I'm going to pour you out a blessing. Yeah. It's going to blow your mind. Yeah. Amen. And I can say that's the truth. Yeah. Amen. And so if you aren't feeling blessed, 
Think about what you're doing because <laughs> I'll tell you what, when we run out of money all the time, but you know what? We're still blessed. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And you feel blessed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all set and, you know, Praise all God. Oh, what am I going to do? You know? Because the Lord always comes through. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Take it from someone who's been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it is. So I. There, I had to say it, so thank you. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, that was kind of what I was going to testify about, too. <laughs> Tax time, we going through all the tithe things, handing them out to everybody, those that claim it, with figuring out our tithes for the year. According to the records, I just worked a $15 an hour job this past year. I haven't been able to work physically. But see, I, I live my life based on Matthew 6, 33. Uh -huh. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. You know, and I was just talking to my daughter the other day about that. You know, she's in the working world now and, you know, starting to learn adult things. And I told her, you always take out your tithe. First thing you do is your tithe. Yeah. And that's not where your blessing comes from. That's what you owe. Your blessing comes from your offering what you give, yeah. you know, and, and my wife and I, we set aside a minimum amount for the month, and if there's, we have more, we give more, or there's times where the Lord will even, I told him last Sunday, I was trying to be a cheap guy and throw in a little bit in the morning, and I touched a $20 bill, and the Lord said, put it in, I said, okay, <laughs> threw it in there, and he always returns it, though, you know, yeah. he always gives it back, and it's never what you give, it's always more, and he says, you know, shaking together, pressed down, runs over. That's how he returns it. He's, he's not a liar, you know. He's, he's given us so much this past year where, you know, people look at us and I've even had people question me. You know, well, how, do you, how are you doing this? How do you guys travel all over? All I can ever tell them is faith. Amen. You know, and that's what I go on. I go on faith with everything because I trust him. He's never let us down, ever. As long as we've done our part. Because faith without works is dead. You know, so I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, it just kind of, I mean, I, I knew that I didn't realize the amount. I didn't realize. So we were just sitting there kind of baffled for a couple of days and just, you know, can't help but praise him because he's good. He's faithful. Thank you, Jesus. He's not, you know, he's never going to leave us hanging. He'll never leave us high and dry as long as we're doing what we should. I'm. Thank I just can't Jesus. thank him enough, you know. Like Sister Betty said, I got just that. You ever get so anxious when you're shaky? Yeah. Inside, that's how <laughs> my bones, if you could hear them, they're probably shattering, clattering, because, man, I'm just ready for revival. <laughs> Not just this coming week, but I'm ready now. Yeah. And then after, right. you know, I'm ready. I look forward to what he's going to do because, man, we're on the verge of yes. some. Yeah. If we can all bind together, crucify our flesh and come in unity in the spirit, man, we're going to see some things that are going to change our lives. Oh, I'm thankful. I'm thankful I'm here, right here. I don't want to be nowhere else. I just want to serve him every single day. You know, and just encourage anybody else. If you're struggling, try God. Amen. Trust God. Amen. Get get out of the way of yourself. 
Amen. He won't let you down.
I get started here, it's going to report, uh, mention, we will be starting with uh, revival services this, this Wednesday, Sunday the 6th, going to Sunday the 1st, and Brother Luke Wethy from Chitopa, Kansas, an evangelist, and now pastor in the church there in Chitopa, and uh, Saturday afternoon, <clears throat> um, I know we mentioned 12 p.m., but by the time everybody gets situated here, probably be 1 o'clock. We will be having a, a church a fellowship and meal, and uh, of course the menu is going to be meatloaf, potatoes, gravy, beans, dinner rolls, drinks, all this good stuff. I wanted to make sure I, I, I read this correctly, and I did, because uh, somebody mentioned that I made a mistake in my announcement this morning. I said, no, I read I read the note that they were given to me. Mm -hmm. it, says, it says, if you want to bring something, bring a side or dessert. So that's, if you want to bring something, I guess, bring a side or a dessert, something sweet. Amen. Add to what we have here. And, uh, but I didn't, I, I guess, preferably desserts. Drinks. Drinks, well, drinks is on it. Drinks are on so amen. And that morning, um, I'm going to put a plug in for Sister Dina. And uh, that morning, of course, uh, Tops is uh, having an open house here that morning, February 29th. Their their time is from 10 to, to noon, so we'll, we will be kind of. Some of them coming out, some of them coming out. But it will all it will all fit. Uh, open house and and here and and you're all invited to come. And, and I know for a fact that this program tops has definitely uh, helped quite a few people as far as trying to get healthier. So it's something that I believe we all need. Praise God, and uh, so uh, if you can, try to make it for that, and, and, and even maybe that would be something that would help you to, to get yourself into a little bit better shape than you are right now. <laughs> Praise God, I know I, I need to, I'm not, I'm not in the good shape I used to be in, and I dream about it. In my mind, I'm 35, but my body is tells me different. Amen. So uh, that is happening on that morning here at the church. Um, so I just wanted to make that announcement. Praise God. And we do have uh, visitors coming in this weekend from out of town. A uh, group from White River. The White River group will be here. And Lord willing... If they can, you know, get over their afflictions, uh, Brother Chuck, Sister Linda, and I'm trying to remember Brother Harold's last name. I can't, you remember his last name? Praise God, uh, that's, amen. I used to know his last name, I don't know his last name. Brother Harold and Sister Lorraine, I don't know if anybody else uh, that will be coming from Canada. So, Lord willing, let's keep Brother Chuck in prayer, things work out for him. He can come and be a part of, of that revival. And of course, Brother Wethy will be here Wednesday evening 
Wednesday evening we will start, so be advised. Tuesday, again, prayer. Uh, I don't know if we are going to probably get uh, all the gen all the men together tomorrow night to take care of some things that need to be taken care of here to clean, clear out the fellowship hall. Uh, all the uh, whatever parts are left over the pews and maybe haul them out back to the <coughs> hall. Uh, out to the junk, but that will we'll take care of that, get everything ready. Doing some work in the nursery here, and then, uh, trying to get that, we, we will get that ready before the revival services. Just trying to get some things settled, and things done, and trying to make some progress here. Some much needed progress. Much needed progress. How many of you need much needed progress? Yeah. Praise God. We all need progress. We all need to kind of get out of the rut that we're in. Sometimes we get ourselves in that, in a bind, and we struggle, we struggle, we, we tend to, you know, we're not too motivated, and I think that, praise God, we need to do what we can, and uh, see a lot of young folks in the congregation tonight, that's good, there's quite a few that are absent tonight, but that's all right. We're here. Amen. Uh, we're here to... We're here to worship Him, and man, did we experience that at the beginning of this service. Amen. Wow. Wow. Awesome. I, you know, and coming from the standpoint of somebody who has been converted, I'm glad He converted me. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We all have a testimony. Yeah. We all have a testimony. We all have had an experience with the Lord that changed our lives. And, and you know, Paul was saying that, you know, he was talking about certain, certain things uh, being worthy of all acceptation. You know, we, we talk about certain things. He said that Christ died so that he could save sinners. And that's why he died, you know, and, and that is a statement of truth. That's a fact that he died to save sinners. That's a word that everybody, a lot of people in today's world does not like to hear. They don't like to be called a sinner. Kind of seems like it's a word that, uh, you know, makes you look, you know, if I want to use that word, bad, bad, bad. But you know, simply put, a sinner is somebody that is is goes beyond goes beyond the limits. We go beyond the limits. How many of you have ever gone beyond the limits? Huh? Gone beyond boundaries. We talk about we in today's world. We talk about people that say we we need to we you need to learn boundaries. Huh? You can't you can't trespass. When you trespass, you're going beyond the boundaries. You're going beyond the limitations. There's a reason why. There's a reason why we have limitations. And 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 so when we when we think about it in that respect, when we think about what who we are, because we have. Go Here's the thing: when we go beyond the boundaries, when we go beyond that perimeter, the Lord, the Lord wants us to live. Now get this. He wants us to live. He created us to live a good life. 
So much that he, in the beginning, when he did, he created the Garden of Eden for mankind. The most beautiful place you could probably ever imagine. God created that particular place for mankind that he could live there. And he could live in such a beautiful place and, and have fellowship with him. He could walk and talk with God every day. And that's what Adam and Eve did. They, they had that communion. They had that relationship with him where they could experience the beauty of, of God and his creation, his creative works. But what happened? What happened? Seems like whenever there's, you know, when we're promised something that is good, and, and of course, God's promises, they're all yea, they're all yes. God's promises to us. Let me tell you something. The Lord wants nothing good for us. He, he, his intentions for us are nothing but good. Not evil, not bad. Not hurt, not pain. Nothing but good for you and I. So that's what he promised us. And that's what he gave to us. But what happened? We just simply let it slip through our fingers. Because of, you know, just simply wanting to do our own thing. Yes. And, and so as a result, guess what? It's, it's, it's nobody's fault but our own. Amen. It's nobody's fault but our own. And, and we owe that to our, amen, the parents of humanity. Amen. The mother and father of the human race, Adam and Eve. So what they did, what they did, and, and the decision that they made when Satan came and Satan tempted them and used that tree of the knowledge of good and evil to tempt them. He made that tree look appealing. He made it look nice. He made it look like something that could really make a difference in their life. And it did make a difference. But it wasn't a good difference. It was a difference that brought death in their lives. And so, so we see that. We see that he can make something look so beautiful and something look so appealing. And, and, and you know what? Here's the thing. They, they believe what, what he presented to them. And because of that, they partook of that fruit, and their eyes were open, and they knew that they disobeyed God. So, as a result, guess what happened? Well, because of their actions, they were evicted. They were evicted from paradise. They were evicted from a good from a good life. Praise God. And they chose, because of their choice, they were put in an environment where their life, all their life, but if you read the scriptures, the Bible says that he spoke to Adam and he said, you know what? You're going to till the ground by the sweat of your brow. You're going to till the ground and you know what it's going to bring to you? Nothing but thorns. Huh? Life was going to be difficult. We all know in here, all of us adults in here know this. Life is difficult, isn't it? Yes. We, we face certain things in life that come against us. And, you know, adversity, trials, uh, tribulation. Uh, that, uh, that word means pressures, pressures from, from all areas. Uh, all, all these things come against us. And, 
and 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 it's not good. We feel that, and we feel we actually feel our weakness. How many of you have ever felt how really how weak you are? Say it, you're weaker. Amen. No, it's true. We've all faced something when we wondered how are we going to get out of this? And and somehow or another we were able to overcome by by God's grace. We were able to overcome. But here, here's the thing. Now he gives us a opportunity. We're given an opportunity. We all right here tonight have an opportunity to come before him, to enter into his presence. I don't know about you, but when I was sitting over there worshiping the Lord on my guitar, I could feel I, I feel it right now. I feel the presence of the Lord. I thought, you know, I've never experienced anything like that. You know, I used to be a drug addict. And there were certain things I would experience in my mind, in my body, certain sensations. Oh, you know, and I thought, wow, wow. But you know what? Guess what? The, experiencing the Spirit of God is a lot better than experiencing drugs. A lot better than experiencing alcohol. And, and when, when we come down off of it, we don't have to encounter a hangover. That's right. We don't have to encounter what they used to call DTs and go through all that withdrawal or all that what the drugs and the alcohol did to our body. It's, yeah. it's something that God never, never, ever even wanted to happen for us. Amen. But see, that's how we abused ourselves. Amen. That's how we abused ourselves. So, you know, I still get high. Amen. On Jesus. I still get high. I, I still experience those, those feelings of God. And, and the beautiful thing about it is we don't suffer we don't suffer a hangover. We don't suffer withdrawal. We can experience his, actually, how many of you can feel his love here? You can feel his goodness, his grace. You can feel that. How many of you have, you know what the Bible says? His anointing shall destroy the yoke. So when we come into his presence, you know, everything that surrounds us, all the burdens we have, guess what? His anointing will lift that. He'll destroy that yoke. And, and you know what, uh, when it talks about healing in the Bible, in the book of uh, Isaiah in 53, when it talks about healing, you know that the Hebrew word is nasa. Nasa. Healing. Nasa. It's the same word we use. There's a place where they send off the shows down there, wherever that's at, in Florida. Nas we say nasa. We, we, we Americanized it. We say NASA, the Jews say NASA. You know what that means? To lift up. Something to be lifted up. And you know what? That's what the anointing does. It lifts up that bird from us where we can feel the presence of God. Why, why is that so important? You know why? Because if you look at the scriptures in the beginning, he, everything was cursed. Sin brought a curse upon the people. And sin brought a curse upon the land. He said, Adam, he said, the ground is cursed. And so that's why we feel the effects that we do, because sin is here. Sin is here. Sin just totally brings a degradation and decay and destruction, death. That's what it does. Bible says, he said, the day that you eat of it, that you will surely die. They did. They died a spiritual death, and then pretty soon they died a physical death. Did you know that we're all dying right now? 
Every 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 year we grow older, that's death. If we would have if we would have obeyed him, guess what? We would have they would have lived for e eternity, eternal life, eternal life. See, there, there's there's something now. I haven't gotten to my scripture yet, but just hold on. Mm -hmm. But there, there's something why when he when he talked about that, and, and, and you know what? Here's the thing: if if you read the Bible. In the book of Genesis, I'm talking about Genesis chapter 2, where, where, where he lays out all his instructions to Adam and Eve. He said, he said, you may eat of every tree that is in the garden, but the tree that is in the midst of the garden, he said, you shall not eat thereof. Now listen to this. He was speaking to them about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, I don't want you touching that tree. I don't want you touching it. But here, he didn't put he didn't put any kind of restrictions on the tree of life. In other words, they could have accessed the tree of life. They could have eaten of its fruit. Let me tell you something. Amen. Calvary is the tree of life. That, that's how. That's how the Lord took care of the curse of sin is through Calvary. It brought death to him, but you know what? He resurrected, and through his death and resurrection, it brought life to us. It became a tree of life. We can overcome the curse of sin. Yes. Hallelujah. Man, that's awesome, isn't it? When you think about it. But here's the thing. When, when, they, when they sinned and, and they transgressed, they became trespassers because they didn't obey his word. Children, that's why it's important for you to listen to your parents. Amen. Amen. We all, even you adults, it's important for you to be obedient. Huh? We have a heavenly father. We have a God who created us in his image. In his likeness. But but here's the thing. After they sinned and after they partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, their eyes were open and they knew that they were naked. And you know what happened? Sin just totally took them the other direction. And, and sin separates us from God. That's why they hid from God. They didn't want him to find them. But here's the goodness of God. God said, Adam, where art thou? Where are you, Adam? He knew where Adam was. But you know what? Here's the thing. He called out to Adam, where art thou? You know what Adam's response is? He said, I was naked, so I hid myself. Huh? In other words, you know, he knew that he trespassed. He knew that he sinned. But here's the goodness of God. Adam and Eve hid. Sin will cause you to hide. Sin will cause you to hide from God. Sin will cause you to be a fugitive. And you will go the opposite direction. But here's the goodness of God. Adam, where are you? Guess what? He knows where you are. But he wants you to speak up. He wants you to speak up and say, I'm right here, Lord. I'm right here. I'm in sin, but I know there's something you can do for me. But what did he do? He said, 
Because that they partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, now they know good and evil. He said, you know what I'm going to do? He said, I'm going to put an angel at the, at the opening of the Garden of Eden. I'm going to put an angel there, cherubims, and a flaming sword to keep the way of the tree of life. To keep it. In other words, the only way that they could access the tree of life was to face the cherubim with the flaming sword. The only way they could access that, the only way that they could come before it was to face the angel with the flaming sword. What does that mean? We come into the presence of God. Here's the flaming sword. Paul said that the word of God is the sword of the spirit. Ephesians chapter 6. The sword of the spirit. This is the flaming sword. The only way we're going to have access to the tree of life is through facing that flaming sword. That's why when a minister begins to preach and he preaches the truth, he begins to expound the word of God. Guess what? That sword is a two-edged sword. I, I guarantee you right now, some of us, maybe all of us right now are feeling conviction. We know we're unworthy. Huh? We know that we're, 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 we don't have peace. We don't have peace with God. When you don't have peace with God, you feel unsettled. Amen. There's unrest in you, and, and you don't you don't feel that. But guess what? And, and when we face the flaming sword, we kind of feel uncomfortable. We feel like, oh man, I, I, it's making me. This was an awkward moment for me. How many of you have ever experienced an awkward yeah. moment? You don't know what to do, huh? Your, your, your flesh, the, the outer man, the carnal nature wants you to stand up. You know what it wants to do? Make, it wants to make a beeline for the door. But here, your inner man, the true you, your spirit says, Oh, I want to hear more. I want to hear more. Oh, that feels so good. That feels so good. I've never heard anything like this. I've never felt anything like this. Never have experienced anything like this. Some of you do not know what it is to experience the real love of God. To experience His goodness. To experience the peace of God that the Bible says passeth understanding. Yes, hallelujah. There's something different about it. This book is a lot deeper than we can imagine. Amen. The Bible, if you go into a good translation in the Hebrew, in Genesis chapter 2, and what the Bible talks about, the flaming sword, cherubims and the flaming sword. If you look it up in the Hebrew, if you have a really good Hebrew concordance or a lexicon, the original Hebrew says this, enchanted. 
It's enchanted. What does that mean, enchanted? Uh, you know why a lot of people have a hard time understanding this book? It's going to take a real experience with God. Amen. A real experience with God to be able to, to come face to face with the God that, amen, that authored this book. Amen. And so when you do and you have that access and he lets you in, guess what? He's going to reveal all its mysteries to you. Amen. And you're going to come to that understanding, that knowledge. That's why it's so, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Yes. Jesus. I had a strange dream uh, uh, a couple nights ago. In this dream, I was going down this, and then the only way I can explain it, it was like an obstacle course. And it just different turns and dips and hills, and everything about it was difficult. Everything about it was difficult. In that dream, here I was, and I begin, I, I begin my, my, uh, you know, I, I, I started on my, on my way in that obstacle course, but in my mind, in my mind, I was thinking about it, I was looking at, you know, the first part of that course, and I was looking at it, and I, and I could remember certain parts of that course, and I thought to myself, man, this is going to be hard. So the only thing in my mind I could think of, it's going to be hard, and that's the way I was looking at it. Man, I don't know if I could do this. This is going to be hard. This is gonna, this is gonna push me, and this is gonna, you know, I don't know if I can go to the extreme limits that this that, that I know that this course is going to demand of me. But you know what? All of a sudden I felt the Spirit of God move upon me, and it was like he said, Go. And so I began, I, I started on my, you know, I started on that obstacle course, obstacle course, and, and as I began to face everything, every obstacle that was in front of me, guess what? I began to realize something. I, I began to, amen, I began to go through it and move through it just very, very uh, skillfully. Huh? And at, at times with ease. So the most difficult situations, I found out that, you know, I could do it now. In my mind, I was thinking, wow, this is different. This is different. And I thought to myself, you know, in my mind, I was thinking, man, this, you know, it felt so good to, uh, to me to be an overcomer. Yes. To overcome all those obstacles that were in front, of, in front of me. And I felt so good every time I was challenged with one of them. And, and when I faced it, guess what? I overcame. I overcame, and, and, and that feeling inside of me was like, wow. And all of a sudden, the Lord said, you know why that you are an overcomer now? And I said, why? He said, because I'm in your life. Yes. And I'm making it possible for you. Yes. That you can overcome every obstacle that comes against you. You can be amen, more than a conqueror. That's just the way it is with a lot of bewildered souls. All the obstacles that we are that we face in life, they just seem to be so overwhelming. <coughs> Woo. And here he is, he's he's with us. The reason why Jesus said that, it's not my message. There's a reason why Jesus said that. If we pay close attention 
to what the Word says. The Word of God is telling us there's a reason why it says that. It, it, it doesn't speak lies. It speaks truth. It speaks volumes of truth. And amen, there's a reason why that Jesus mentioned that in the Scripture. When He said that, uh, amen, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. You will find rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest for unto your souls. You, you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So when God is with us, we can be able to overcome everything that we are faced with in life. Adversity, affliction, infirmity, sickness, temptation, trials. Ooh, all the difficult things that kind of make us draw back. My, my, my. Here's the thing. We're never alone. Yes, amen. He promised that he would be with us. He said, take my yoke upon me. Did you know that in that particular scripture, you know what he's talking about? He's talking about a companion yoke. Yes. It's a companion yoke. In other words, that yoke is, is, is made to fit two oxen. And so usually what they do is they will, they will put an older, more experienced oxen with a young oxen. And train that oxen, that young ox to go through everything that, every motion that that older ox is, 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 is going through. So that, that young ox will, will, will learn every movement. And here's the thing, if it stumbles, if it falls, that yoke will help it to stand up. And that other oxen is right there with it. So that's why he says, my yoke is easy and my burden's light. Why? He's lifted up some of that burden from Amen. us. Amen. That's right. Just let me say this. I know it's been mentioned. But some of you younger people, some of you young women, some of you young men, need to take advantage of the elders. Amen, that's right. Where, where you fail, guess what? Elders have been there. That's right. They've been there. Did you, did you know this? Your mom and dad actually do know something. I've been there before. I'm, 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 I'm an, older, an older man now. I've been there before. I know what that's like. When you're at a certain age, you think you know everything. <laughs> you know more than your dad. You know more than your mom. You know more than your grandparents. That is a lie. You don't. That's why you, you need them to be an example. You need to listen to them. You need to take their advice when they tell you something. I found this out. My grandparents gave me some very good sound advice. I'm thankful for what God is doing right now. Amen. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. 
if you turn with me in your Bibles tonight, we'll finally read some scripture. In the book of Genesis. Go all the way back in the beginning. All the way back in the beginning. In chapter 2 in the book of Genesis. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 2, <clears throat> verse number 18. It says, And the Lord said, The Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. That's not what I'm going to preach at. Preach about. Okay. I'll give you married couples a break tonight. <laughs> and out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air, brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them, and whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Okay. Uh, I think I think I, I, I missed my scripture there. Uh, verse number seven, actually in chapter two. And it says, uh, verse number seven, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. He, he, he what? He formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living so, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence that we feel. We acknowledge in this place. We thank you, Lord, for, amen, Lord, your word. We thank you for your spirit. We ask you, Lord, to bless us. Bless us through your word tonight, Lord. Strengthen us. Lift us up. We can abide in you, Lord, and that we can, amen, Lord, be renewed, be restored, oh God. Amen. And you, O oh Lord, and we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor, Lord, in Jesus' name. And let everybody say amen. Amen. You may be seated. So here, here we see, here we see, in verse number 19, or 7, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. He became a living soul. But he formed man out of the dust of the ground. He's the one that created us. And of course, if you read the scripture, verse 27 in chapter 1, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And so we see that we were created. He created us out of the dust of the ground. But look what he said. He created us. He created us in, the, in his image. After his likeness, 
So we all this evening need to understand something that we are created in the image of God. Isn't that beautiful? Hallelujah. Doesn't make a difference. That's why it doesn't make a difference. You know, our ethnicity, our background doesn't make a difference. We're white, we're brown, we're red, we're, we're red, we're yellow, we're blue, we're purple. But we all look the same. We all share the same, amen, as far as similitude as, as our bodies are concerned. We all have two feet, we all have two legs. We all have two arms, two hands, two eyes, two ears. Amen. Amen. And, and one mouth. Hallelujah. One heart. Yes. Amen. Huh? If you if you check out your, your anatomy, you're gonna find that out. You're gonna see that your body is is made like this. And amen. Uh, even though we may differ as far as personality and character and looks, where we all share. The same form. I know a man. He told me one time. I believe him. And the reason why I believe him is this man is greatly used of God. If you would ever encounter his ministry, you would see right off the bat how God uses him mightily. Amen. Amen. It's unbelievable how the Lord uses this man. But it's unbelievable just to see how he just surrenders himself to allow God to use him. And because of that, God can speak to him. And God can use him the way he does. And he told me one time, he said, Brother, Brother Marshall, and, and this man has fasted and prayed I can say, I, I couldn't tell you how many times he fasted and prayed 40 days and 40 nights, several times in his lifetime. He's, he's separated himself and, and, and put himself in that position where he can, and his only reason, he said, Brother Harold, is this, he said, I want to get close to God. I want to be able just to come into his presence, he said. I have that deep desire in me to really know him. And amen, because of that deep desire, because of that longing and, and all that, he said, one time, he said, I've never really uh, seen or experienced uh, what it was to actually see the Lord, amen, face to face, he said, uh, but God used me mightily in the gifts of the Spirit, and, and you can see that in his ministry, you can see the manifestation of God's power in his ministries, let me tell you something, he can reach you like a book, yeah. huh? And when he prays for people for healing, guess what? It happens. Yeah. Amen. He just has that special gift and, 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 and that God uses him. Things happen. I mean, we've seen, amen, miracles that are unbelievable. We've seen a, a lot of things happen that would just blow your mind. But you know what he said one time? He said we were in revival in, in California. He said we, we, we set up a big revival tent in this one acreage. He said that used to be a prisoner of war camp when, in, in, the, in World War II. And he said it's where they took all the Japanese and they held them there, he said. And so we used that place for, for revival, he said. And, and, and he said in the, in the midst of the week, he said, I, I was just feeling such a burden. And I was, I was praying for souls, he said. And I was walking down this little gravel road, he 
said, talking to the Lord. He said, all of a sudden, somebody came up from behind me. He said, I never turned to see who it was. He said, I thought somebody was coming to, to give me a message. And when I turned around, he said, I, I seen the person walking up to me. I did not know who he was. But when he began to speak to me and he introduced himself to me, he said, I'm the Lord Jesus Christ. And I've come to tell you what I'm going to do through you. And he began to minister him the word of God. So he actually seen the face of yeah. Jesus. Why am I saying that? Because God is doing a work in us. Yes. And God is, is willing to do a work in you. But it's up to you to believe the word of God. We can't ever get to that place where he wants us to be unless we learn how to humble ourselves to him. And have that faith that he wants us to have. Hallelujah. I, I know something. I, I feel something in the spirit. And you know, sometimes when you feel that praise God unction, it's the only way I can I can uh, speak of uh, of it as as an unction because that's what it is. It's it's an unction where I know that God is 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 ready. Let me tell you something. There's just something that is is preparing to fall upon this congregation. If if I knew the specific details. I would probably let you know, but you know what, I, I, I kind of thought about that, and I thought to myself, Lord, and, and you know what, and I was thinking, wow, that would spoil the surprise. Yeah, All I know is, is it's, it's ready to happen. Right. Who knows it could happen this week? Yeah. God can do something miraculous for each and every one of us in this fellowship this week. If we are hungry enough, are you listening to me? If we are humble enough to really, amen, to say, Lord, have your way with me. So, so you think about that, and you think about the, uh, the, the possibilities, and, and amen, and, and, and uh, when, I, when I was uh, praying, and I, when I was uh, talking to the Lord about it, and, and the Lord began to show me, Amen. These these certain things, and and I, and I know this. Praise God that all of us, some of us in here, not all of us, some of us in here have a longing, have a desire to really want to get close to God. Amen. Amen. And, and to know Him like we've never known Him before, intimately and and more deeply. And the Scripture says, "Draw nigh unto God." If, if we take that first step of faith, draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. I want, I want to reach out to you young people. Because I believe that you're, you're the church of today. Yes. Look at the opportunity God is giving you right now. 
to be able to experience the presence of the Lord right now. To feel what you feel. I know some of you feel it. You cannot deny what you feel here. And the only way, if you're not feeling it, is because sin has you bound so much and your heart is just as hard as stone. But you know what? God wants to make his way in. God wants to penetrate your soul, your heart, your spirit, your mind. I believe this. Some of you have, are indirectly seeking God. Because of what you have experienced in life, because of the things that you have uh, seen and, and felt, and, and, and uh, of course, they've created, you know, uh, uh, you were disturbed, and you were in amazement and wonderment, thinking that, you know, there's, there's got to be something better than what I'm experiencing right now. Let me tell you something, there is. Let me give you some hope. There is. There is something better than what you are experiencing right now. And you know what that is? You know who that is? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody mentioned about crying. Somebody mentioned about, you know, what it is. We live in a world that they, they want you to be tough. Take it. Come on. Take a punch. Don't don't shed a tear. Don't bleed a tear. Huh? Don't let out a, a whimper. Don't cry because if you don't, if you do, you're not tough. Huh? And, and you know what? That's only the devil's way of trying to get you not to be sensitive to God. Because we need to be sensitive to God. There's no, no better emotion than to humble yourself and, and experience the, the Holy Ghost, the love of God. Are you listening to me? Amen. To let the Lord move in your heart. You know, sometimes we need a good cry. Sometimes we need good laughter. Are you listening to me? Sometimes we need a good dose of peace. Woo. And if I were you, I would go for it. I know this. I know this because uh, we're this whole world. You look at the world, and you might say, "Wow, that's all messed up. It's all full of chaos and amen. Just a lot of ungodliness, huh? Unrest, no peace, huh? It's just a world that just." totally appeals to the flesh, makes you feel good for a little while. Like, like the Bible says in, in the book of uh, Hebrews, when it talked about Moses enjoying, amen, the pleasures of sin for a season. Yes. We, we get to that point where it feel, that's how it feels good, but guess what? After a while, that so-called good time wears off. Amen. And then you begin to feel the, 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 the misery all over again. 
You begin to feel the, the heartache all over again. You begin to feel the pain all over again. Are you listening to me? Yes. You begin to feel that all over again. But let me tell you something. If you get a hold of Jesus, he'll give you something that's going to yes. last a lifetime. I, I took Wally out for a walk this morning. I tell you what, I'm learning some things with that dog. Obviously, the Lord must have knew I needed him in my life. We don't look at it that way. Wally's teaching me some lessons. Get out! He likes to get up early. He likes to get out and get out early. And amen. And let me tell you something. It's beautiful early in the morning. And you know the thing about Wally, when he gets up, he's got good hearing, and he's got good, uh, his olfactory uh, uh, ability, his skills. His, does anybody know what I mean, olfactory? Huh? One morning I took him out for, I took him out for, uh, uh, to go potty, and there was a little snowbank beside our driveway. And, and while he gets on top of this snowbank snow and he's, he's sniffing, and I said, what you, and I didn't see anything on, that, on top of the snow. I said, what you, what you doing that for? He's sniffing around, pretty soon he goes, I said, what, did you find something? Sure enough, he's digging. He goes down about that far. Guess what he dug up? A little dead bird. <laughs> didn't know it was there. But why? Guess what? His senses are heightened. That, that's the way that he, he makes his contact to nature in his world. Huh? And in the morning, you get out there and you see that sunrise. And you, you experience that cool, brisk air that hits you, that fresh air. And you, then you see the sunrise. You see that sky. It's beautiful. But guess what? God's trying to touch your life. And when we see creation, the way creation moans. And I say, thank you very much, Lord. Yes. First of all, for waking me up. Yes. Amen. And then for giving me a beautiful morning like this morning. Yes. I say that when it's even cloudy. Yeah. Yep. Amen. I used to be a person that used to, I couldn't tell you how many doobies I'd smoke today. Quite a few. I would... When I get a, and I didn't mess around with it. Sometimes we, when we got to the point where we got low and, and we had, if, if you know this, this jargon, please, I'm just I'm testifying. A, a nickel bag and a dime bag, and then you have a, 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 lead, a lead, what they call, it's, it's a big bag, and a pound and all that. So you know what I would do, just to prepare myself, get my paper up, put that stuff in there, roll it up. Get everything ready. And you know what they want those little thin joints like this? They were they were the big fat ones. And I would light those up and in the morning when I get up, I light those up, take that puddle. And it would begin to take its effect. That's how I that's how I woke up in the morning. But guess what happened? Every once in a while. 
It came with its side effects. Come on. Yeah. 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 Huh? The other part of it was that it, the way, it, the way it, it manipulated my brain, I really became fearful of everything. Yeah. So if people would look at me different, guess what I go with? And, and you know, I'd say, hey, what the heck's wrong with that person? Why are they looking at me like that? Huh? My friends would say, what's wrong with you? I said, they said something to me. No, they didn't. Huh? And we think that's normal. Ooh. So that's why right now, guess what? Here's the thing. Even though I was experiencing all this, even though I was just having that heyday living in sin, guess what? Inside my spirit was saying, I want something Yes. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. My kids were young. Stephanie was maybe, after, I think when, when she was like four years old, four or five, is when the Lord came into my life. And so she, her, her, she was exposed to too much of that. I'm glad she wasn't. But everybody on from that point, my son Tony, maybe a couple years but everybody else from that point on, guess what? They've seen a godly daddy. Godly daddy. I'm glad they did. I'm glad they did. Because when the Lord began to move in my life, listen to the scripture verse. It says, it says this. It says, uh, In Romans chapter 8 and verse number 19. For the earnest expectation. The earnest expectation. How many of you are expecting something from God? Amen. The earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. Huh? We're his creation, aren't we? We're, we're created in his image. But guess what? We're waiting for God to come on the scene and to change us, to deliver us, yes. to save us. Yes. Huh? That's what your inner man is going for right now. Your inner man is feeling that, amen, the, the spirit moving on, on, on your heart and in your mind and in your spirit. You're feeling that and, and you're feeling the goodness of God. So, so here it is. It's, it's, it's reaching out. Yes, amen. Well, the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly. Subject to vanity. We were exposed to the worldly elements. The sinful elements. Are you listening to me? All those things that all those things that came along in our lives that just made our lives miserable. Huh? That destroyed our families. That destroyed our relationships. Are you listening to me? That destroyed your body, your mind. Man, that's just the way the devil likes to do things. As it says in the scripture in the book of Revelation, refers to him as the destroyer. Mm -hmm. It's all 
he wants to do. Amen. He's a double liar. Huh? Yes. He, he makes everything look good. He looks, everything looks appealing. Everybody, and that's why we go after it. But yet, he doesn't tell us about the, the side effects of it. Amen. This is what it's going to cost you. Yeah. That season of sin is going to cost you. Yeah. There are going to be some side effects to your sin. He said, for the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. You know what? Here's a good thing about God. Let me, let me interpret that scripture. He lets you have your way. He lets you have your way. That's how much God respects you. He wants you to learn on your own. Huh? That the choices you make aren't good choices. He wants you to find out. He wants you to, to, to become educated. And so you're, you're made subject to, to vanity, not willingly. But he allowed you to do that. So why? So he can prove himself to you. Yes. The life that we live was a fruitless life. Are you listening to me? Amen. The life that we live did not get us any place. Amen. Nothing but a, heart, a lot of heartache, a lot of pain, physical, emotional, even spiritual. Yes. Amen. There's something one time I was talking to, uh, and this was years ago, nobody here. And, and, and this little guy was probably about 11, 10, 11 years old. And, and <clears throat> you could tell he was troubled. You could tell something was bothering him. And carrying a lot of weight burdens, and which a little little man for him, his age, shouldn't carry. And I walked up to him and I was just talking to him. I said, are you okay? He said, yeah. And then he stopped. He said, no, not really. I said, what's the matter? He said, right now I have a lot of heartache. He said, because of my mom and my dad. It's not going good. It's not going good with them. He said, so I worry about them. Can you imagine a 10-year-old, 11-year-old, feeling the effects of their sin? Let me tell you something, parents. What you do affects your family. What you do affects your children. Huh? You're exposing them to, amen, the, the weight of that sin. You're exposing them to that environment. So they're going to feel the side effects also. Those things happen to us. We, we've gone through certain things. Certain things. And the scripture says here, For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. In other words, you are, God is allowing you to see what it's like. Yes. So you can obviously see that there's something better. For you. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption. Boy, that is something beautiful, isn't it? 
There is actually a time, there's, there's actually a place when, when God says, you know what, if you allow me to, I'm going to lift that all up off of your shoulders. Huh? The bondage of corruption, all those, all those negative feelings, all that hurt, all that pain. Are you listening to me? All those emotions that are just even making us stir crazy. Helter skelter. Here we are. He's, he's, he's kind of presenting to you. He's, he's displaying it. He's saying, this is what it is like right now. And this is what you could have right here. There's a world of difference. A world of difference. Tell you what, I never take the peace of God for granted. <clears throat> we all go through certain things, certain times. We all feel that and thank God for the Holy Ghost. Huh? Because he maintains us. He gives us, amen, the, the, what we need as far as strength, even to go through the times of adversity. When we're facing those winds of adversity, when we're facing temptation and trial, guess what? I thank God for the peace of hope, the a peace of God that I have through the Holy Ghost in those times, you know. Because I know that as long as He's there, I'm going, I'm okay, I'm fine. My, my, my. So He says, For we know that the whole creation. I've never heard anybody really wail until I heard somebody so overwhelmed with their burden and the grief they were feeling. Guess what? When, when they hit the altar, it was just like it came from deep within. It's like a... It's, man, I tell you what, it's kind of... You know what? Some of you need to have a good cry. Some of you need to let it all out. Huh? Release. Release all that built up emotion. There's a lot of things that come along with it. There's a lot of things that are connected to it. Anger, frustration, discouragement, huh? A lot of those things. Even, even the spirit of suicide, huh? Huh? Oppression, depression, huh? A lot of those things. Unworthiness. We all feel unworthy, don't we? A lot of those things just seem to bottle up. We think that, oh man, what can I do? But I'm glad that we have hope. Yes. I'm glad that we have somebody yes. who is interested yes. in even saving us from yes. that. groaneth and travaileth in pain together 
until now. It's happening right now. But if we pray hard and long enough, if we pray in faith, we don't know who God's going to bring in these doors. But I guarantee you there are so many souls in this little city of Vermilion, praise God, who are looking for something. Are you listening to me? Who are looking for an answer. Who wants to know if there's really hope for them? And there is. Boy, it's good when you can see people, amen, just come to that place where they know, praise God. That's why we shouldn't be hesitant. That's why we shouldn't drag our feet when it comes to allowing God to bless us. To deliver you. To deliver you. The Lord spoke after his people were, when they were serving out their sentence of 70 years in captivity. Of course, it was kind of toward the middle part of their, of their uh, sentence. And God began to bring rays of hope to them. Reminding them of the promise. He said, this is just, there's a reason I'm doing this for you. Is to get that love for idol worship out of your heart. Huh? Yeah, right. To get that sin out of your heart. Yeah. To get that rebellion out of your heart. That's the reason why I allowed you to go into the captivity that you are experiencing right now. But you know what he told his people? He said, it's time. Deliver thyself, O captive daughter of Zion. Yeah. Deliver yourself. In other words, it's up to you to come out of that, amen, that bondage. Are you listening to me? It's up to you to come out of that, amen, that sin. Deliver yourself. That's what some of you need to do. You need to come to the altar. You need to lay it all there, all on the altar. Deliver yourself, O captive daughter of Zion. He said, for we know that whole, the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only, you know what, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this. You know what people are going to see? They're going to see through the props. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to see what's behind them. Huh? Yeah. We, we were promised something. Was it last week by the Lord? We were promised something. He said, that the light was going to shine in the darkness. Right. Sure. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. He said he was going to reveal the works of darkness. Huh? That's right. yeah. We promised that that's what God's going to do. You know what's going to happen? People are going to see behind that all these things right now that they see in this carnal world are not what they think it really is. They're going to see behind. They're going to see that they're only props. There's a lot of vanity, emptiness. Well, I have hope for some of my professors. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. especially. <laughs> I'm a thorn in his side. <laughs> I know every time I run into him, which is seldom, <clears throat> but he knows me. And that, that expression, if looks could kill, 
I'd be dead. <laughs> just ate him up because I'm a, I was, I'm a Christian. I'm a minister. Oh, he just, he just tried to come down on me hard, so hard. But you know what? Good thing I had the Holy Ghost. Because I maintain and I just look at him. Thank you, Jesus. But you know what? Even all those educated intellectuals, all the snobby people, that's all going to come to a, you know, a place where they're going to say, how can I live like this? How can I live like this? There's no peace in this. There's no happiness. There's no joy. There's no love. So what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Get, get ready for a move of God. A man came and <clears throat> bought, our, bought our drum set that we put up for sale. And uh, he texted me and he said, I, I put in the address. They said it's a South Dakota uh, labor office, job job service. I said, yeah, it used to be. I said, we're at church now. He said, oh, okay. I said, you'll see the letters on the building. Okay. He came in here. He took a look at our stuff. He said, okay, I'll, I'll buy it. Then he said, the other set, the old set from Micro. He said, are you selling that too? I said, yeah. He said, how much you got one for it? So I told him. So he thought about it. He said, okay, I'll give you this much for it. He gave me a good price for it. So we sold both our drum sets. <laughs> but you know what? He, he, he walked around in here and he said, man. He said, I, I've never imagined, you know, a building like this having, uh, you know, a church inside of it. He said, I, I'm the drum player for our church. Matter of fact, he said, I play drums for several churches, so I'm always traveling. He said, today, because I'm out, this is my business, I buy musical equipment, I'm out making my money, so I had to miss church today, but I'm doing it because this is my business. He said, but man, this is something I, I never imagined, you know, for anything to be, you know, the way it is right here. And, and I said, well, you see that building next door, that, the, the other part of the building? He said, yeah. I said, that's empty. I guess, guess what? We're going to move in there, too. He said, I never noticed it. I said, yeah, it's empty. He's out of business. He said, well, I hope you get it. Ooh. Why? Why is it we're here? I know there's several churches here. There's, there's well, how many on Main Street? We've got the, the Baptist Church, and what is that? Uh, of course, the, the Methodist Church. <laughs> and uh, what do they call it? The the UCC or yeah. whatever there across the yeah. congregational. And then down the, the street, you have the Episcopal Church. And then uh, over where we are, we have the Catholic Church. And east of us is the Church of the Latter-day Saints, and over there is the, the Assembly of the Gods. And over here, over here, uh, right off of, of, of Cherry Street is, of course, the Catholic Church right across from the university. And then out here, you have, uh, you have um, uh, somebody help me, uh, Open Bible Church. Bible. 
Over here we have Hillside Church, and over here Jehovah's Witness. We have a number of them. Why, why do we need a church here? Why do we need another church? He, he needs his church. Yes. Yes. And, and, and even though we're, we're situated where we are, some people might think, well, this is kind of inconvenient. No, it's not. Because God can do whatever he wants to do. And the reason why is because they're souls. Get that out of your mind. Nobody wants to be saved. There's actually people that do want to be saved. That's right. Right now, they're just kind of going all over the place. But one day, guess what's going to happen? They're going to drive by this place, and all of a sudden, that light's going to shine, and they're going to go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Some of them are in pain. That's right. Huh? Mm -hmm. Some of them are hurting. Huh? Some of them are going through things in life and they don't know what to do. They, maybe they haven't even known God. Maybe they haven't even been exposed to Christianity or to church life. And, and you know what? But, but, but they know that they need to do something. Amen. They feel that. and They're, they're crying out. Their spirit is crying out and saying, Hey, hey you need to find something that can take care of this need that you have and lift this heavy burden. Guess where they're going to come? Amen. Trying to wreak havoc and cause all kinds of trouble in the church and even keep the people of God from coming. And, and you know why? You know why it's happening to us? It's not just because, you know, it's just some of the things that, you know why? Because he doesn't want nobody coming here. That's right. That's right.
very thing that is your weakness and your hindrance, you're gonna find it goes, you're gonna come in here and you're just gonna just let it all. And you know what you're gonna find out? You're gonna find out really how good God is. And you're going to be persuaded. For the Lord would speak unto you, and the Lord would say, I know the burden that you carry, saith the Lord. I feel the weight of it. Yea, and you do not walk alone, saith the Lord. For I am with thee, saith the Lord. Yea, I stand by your side, saith the Lord. To uphold you, saith God. Yea, it is my spirit within thee, saith the Lord, that leads you. Yea, I speak unto thee. Yea, I encourage thee, saith the Lord. Thou hast hope. And thou shalt know, saith the Lord, if thou shalt follow on to seek me, and to know me, that my ways have been prepared for thee, even from creation, saith the Lord. Yea, and if thou humblest thyself, saith the Lord, if you obey my will, thou shalt surely know my faithfulness. Thou shalt surely know, saith the Lord, my providence for thee. And I shall establish thee, saith the Lord, and thou shalt be mine. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, 
Two more days until we start our Bible services. <clears throat> Hopefully, we're all preparing ourselves. We're all seeking God. I really believe that the Lord is going to do something mightily, something special for you if you just reach out to Him. Amen. If you seek Him. Seek him, the scripture says, he will be found of you. I encourage everybody to do it. Can, as far as coming to services, <clears throat> and I believe that we will be blessed greatly. Thank you for all your, your attendance tonight, for coming to the house of God. And Pray that you have been touched and that you have felt something, that you have received something. God has done something through you, for you through His Word. So, Amen. Uh, you all dismiss in Jesus' name. Greet one another. Lord bless you. Good night.